Welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's Great Quote for Coaches. All right, and welcome back to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is episode 69, and once again, we are continuing to make our way through John Wooden's Pyramid of Success, and we actually last week finished the pyramid itself in terms of the building blocks, but Wooden also put together numerous, uh, what he called the mortar for the building blocks, the elements that kind of hold everything together. And so that is what we are starting today, the first bit of the mortar. Wooden says, to hold a structure of blocks or bricks together, a mason applies mortar. And so in the pyramid of success, he chose to do character qualities to bond these 15 building blocks. And so we're going to make our way through the mortar and um, start. And and he, he said that you could move the mortar in different areas. They didn't have to go in any specific order, with the exception that at the very top, he placed faith and patience. And so we will, we will be building to those two. Um, but he felt that the rest of these could be moved around. But we're just going to go through the order uh, in which he um, presented them. And once again, I'm doing this from the book Coach Wooden's Pyramid of Success, Building Blocks for a Better Life by John Wooden and Jay Cardi. And so today we start with the first of the different mortars that he talked about. And today we start with ambition. And he says, when we talk about ambition, though, we are talking about ambition for noble goals. And I'll get into that in a second. He said, ambition's a feeling or a desire to achieve some goal. And that goal revolves around your definition of success or greatness, whatever it is that you are seeking to succeed in and be good in or great in, then you will have ambition toward achieving that goal. Now, then he said, we're most likely to succeed when this ambition is focused on noble and worthy purposes and outcomes, rather than on goals that are set out of selfishness. He said, for instance, if if we're going to be focused, you know, in terms of trying to achieve something that's highly publicized, or we're going to get a lot of recognition, or get some kind of power or prestige, make a lot of money, these are not noble goals. This is not the kind of ambition that he is talking about in terms of climbing this pyramid of success. He says, if we're focused away from ourselves, though, focused on our teams, focused on other people, then we are going to be focused on the concept of having noble goals. And then when we have those types of goals, we prioritize what the big picture is. And so people with noble goals tend to bring teams, tend to bring other people along with them, as they try to climb their pyramid of success and become the best they're capable of becoming. 
You know, ambition can be a good thing or it could be a bad thing. It just depends upon what you're ambitious about. And you should never let your ambition cause you to sacrifice integrity or diminish your efforts in other aspects of all the things we've talked about so far in the first 15 of the building blocks of the pyramid. We need to remember that we never reach a serious goal unless we have the intention to do that. The seriousness of that intention, that's the ambition. How much we are focused on really getting after this thing and the intention that we have to succeed at it, that is truly what will create and what will have us become ambitious in our quest to reach our goal. You know, like any of uh, us in sports, he wanted to win champ wouldn't wanted to win championships and so he set goals that you know, he thought would put his team in the best position to do that. And quite often it turned out well for them. I think <laughs> 10 national championships, yeah, I'd say that worked out pretty well for them. But he also said he would have been at ease if they hadn't won the cha- won a championship, and he hadn't won a championship for quite a few years before he won his first one. But he said he, he would have been okay with that because he never measured his significance and his self-worth by whether they won or not. He just wanted to see his teams be the best they were capable of becoming and to improve every day. And so the way he looked at it was championships become byproducts of achieving those, I guess you'd call them lesser goals, but I don't know that they're necessarily lesser because they're just the goals that you set every day, year after year, to improve and become your best. And so he wanted his, to get the best players he could and then help them become the best they could be both as players and as people, as citizens. And then, of course, by doing that, he wanted them all to focus on improving as a team. And, and so then the idea became, you know, if you do that, if we become our best individually and then we become our best as a team, the winning becomes, you know, like icing on the cake. He never looked at championships as the cake they were the icing. He looked at doing the best they could as being the cake, so to speak. You know, there are people with talent in this world who get to the top and might be looked on as, you know, really um, something great. And that's good. I mean, you have to have talent to achieve the goals that you seek. But in order to stay there, you have to have your character pieces in place. You have to be strong, be people of strong character. You have to have integrity. And of course, you have to have these noble goals for your ambition to become the best you're capable of becoming. If we operate with selfish personal ambition, it's all about us. We could get get to the top. We could win championships. There are people who have done that before. But you don't ever reach the pinnacle of the concept of this pyramid of success. Because you you don't follow all of those building blocks and do all that you can to become the best you're capable of becoming. You just focus on, I'm talented, I've got some ability, 
and I'm just going to be the best, you know, because of my talent and my ability. And you, you, you don't necessarily pursue any of it with what he called the noble goals. And so I'm going to talk about a few quotes in support of the concept of ambition. I have seven of them today from a wide variety of resources. So let me get right into these because they're really good and they really get at the heart of this concept of ambition. The first one is from Frank Tiger. He was an American cartoonist, but he's also been highly quoted um, for a variety of reasons. And uh, some of his quotes were very funny. Uh, he loved to use puns and all, but, but his quote is, ambition is enthusiasm with a purpose. And I like that. We've talked about enthusiasm earlier, you know, and, and, but I like that okay, you've got the enthusiasm, but it's focused on something. You have a purpose. That's your ambition. Napoleon Hill, the famous self-help author, author of a variety of books, but Think and Grow Rich was his most famous, says, the starting point of all achievement is desire. And so if you want to achieve something, you have to have the desire to do so. Well, again, another term for ambition. Les Brown, the motivational speaker, says life takes on meaning when you become motivated, set goals, and charge after them in an unstoppable manner. Well, that's the concept of ambition, you know, setting your goals and then doing everything you can to get after them. Frank Herbert, the sci-fi author, science fiction author, uh, wrote Dune. I think 1965, I think that came out. I grew up, my father owned a bookstore. I think we opened it up in the early 70s. I think I was in seventh or eighth grade. And uh, that book had already been out and was a huge seller still through all the years of us having the store. He said, ambitions tend to remain undisturbed by realities. Now, I love this because he's kind of hiding the idea in here. Let me read it again. Ambitions tend to remain undisturbed by realities. In other words, too many people just look at the reality of their life and don't go after the th- have the ambition and then go after the ambition that they that they have. And so they just kind of go on through life and their ambition just remains undisturbed. They never never go after it. <laughs> That's good. That's kind of a reverse uh, concept of this concept of uh, ambition. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, actor, former uh, wrestler, said, Don't be afraid to be ambitious about your goals. Hard work never stops. Neither should your dreams. That's good. I like that. You know, get set your goals and then get after them and keep dreaming. Keep seeking to be whatever it is you're seeking to be and become. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, Without ambition, one starts nothing. Without work, one finishes nothing. The prize will not be sent to you. You have to win it. I like that a lot. You have to have ambition to get everything going. And then if you want to succeed, if you want to win at something, you go after it. You don't wait for it to come to you. And then another great American author uh, from back in the 1800s, like Emerson, uh, Mark Twain, says, Keep away from those who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that. But the really great make you believe that you too can become great. And I like this because here it's involving other people. It's not only you. And so it's saying, you're going to have your ambitions. Make sure you stick with those ambitions we've been hearing the others say. But Twain is saying, don't listen to other people 
who would and don't even don't even let other people in your life who would belittle your ambitions don't let them into your life because those people will do what they can to get you to stop going for what you want you want to be around people the great ones who have understood the value of ambition you you want to be around people like that who will help to encourage you to go after your dreams and go after your goals with the kind of ambition that we've been talking about here throughout this episode. So love all those quotes. Great, um, great quotes in support of a great concept that Wooden um, has as the first bit of mortar for the pyramid of success. And so next time we will go to the next next element of the mortar. And again, these could be moved around in different ways, but we're just going to go through it in the same order that they came in in the Coach Wooden's Pyramid of Success book. And so the next one we're going to be talking about will be sincerity. So come back next time as we talk about sincerity on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for listening to today's episode. As I always ask, please do us a favor and leave a short review and subscribe to the podcast. Your reviews garner that much more interest in the podcast and get that many more people hearing the messages of inspiration and impact through the use of quotes that we share on this show. Also, check out slamdunksuccess.com. That's our site where we have so much more to offer to anybody who is interested in working to become the best they're capable of becoming. I look forward to serving you again next time with another great quote for coaches. Mm -hmm.